Welcome back to the foxhole. All kinds of stuff going here on a Monday night. Lakers getting ready to go out in a very <laughs> inglorious way. We'll see. Yeah, Fox Dragon of Foxhole. Season 5, episode 30, 158 overall. Your faithful host here, Ken Harlan. Another week of dishing out what's happening in the world of sports. Getting Coming to you a little bit late this week. Just a weekend that went way too fast. And before you know, it got away from me and I'm doing the podcast on a Monday. But nonetheless, we're consistent and we never miss. Yeah, a lot to talk about. So let's get to it. But beforehand, we always thank the folks at Road and Zoom for providing wonderful content tools for creators all around the land like myself. Obviously, the folks at www.purpleplanet.com and Mixler for providing tunes in the podcast. Want to sponsor the podcast? Be on it. Just say hey. F-T-I-N-F-X at Gmail. I'd love to hear from you. You know, tell your friends to tune into the podcast. We'd love to see your listenership grow. All that sort of thing. Definitely, it's more incumbent on me to get some more guests and some more interesting things going. But guess what? Season you know, uh, six, which is around the corner, will be about. We always say that. And one of these days, we're actually going to deliver. All righty. Let's start off with some open face. What do we got here? Ah, let's start with the CW. Boy, did they take a little tongue lashing last week, huh? You know, obviously weather delays, which can be a part of anything. And that always can cause problems as far as what to do when things overrun, especially on a Sunday. Kind of surprising, no contingency plan. I guess in some cities, you got like infomercials and really tired reruns instead of some compelling golf that saw DJ win. I've seen this happen in the MLS. I am always astounded that there's never a contingency plan that says, well, if this runs over, you know, maybe we want to like stick with a live event. But then again, I guess, you know, with a skeleton crew on a Sunday evening, it's just like, well, hey, you don't get it the a lot of time. F it. That's the way the cookie crumbles. Not too many people are happy. Definitely an opportunity to dump all over the live, and people did. Once again, you know, if you could even find it on CW+, Plus, which is a whole nother, you know, can of worms. But I thought it was funny because, yeah, people could not wait to just talk about what a joke the live is. And this was indicative of it, this latest fiasco. Definitely not moving the needle as far as the golf world is concerned. You know, where the PGA just seems to be basking right now. Okay, let's flip it over to Becky Hammond. Getting a two-game suspension. Talked in the past about the whole flap with her treatment of her, you know, pregnant player and the whole, well, what if she gets pregnant again? She's unreliable. Tried to walk it back. Like, nah, man, I, I, I didn't do that. Yeah, you probably did. And, you know, the WNBA, rightfully so, coming with a heavy hand. What does this mean? Well, if there's an excuse to deny her an opportunity at coaching in the NBA, this will probably be used. I know it's sexist, but it's probably true. 
Not that I thought she was going to get a legitimate shot anytime soon. Anyhow, but this will probably be used as a justification. Do the time, pay your fine, leave the aces to another title, and maybe the narrative does change. Time will tell, right? Okay. Then you've got Brentford's Ivan Tony getting an eight-month eight ban. What for? Yeah, we've talked about it in the past. And we've been talking about it weeks on end. Another fool who can't get it through his head. You cannot gamble while you're an active player. Why are you people? You just can't stay out of your own way. Or as we like to say, and we'll say it again and again in this podcast, these people never learn. It's not rocket science, people. Why can't you wait until you're done with your playing days before engaging in such stupidity? Now you're eight months away from the beautiful game. Eight months not getting fat paychecks. Yeah, not Einstein over there, right? Yeah. Well, more trouble with horse racing. We had the Preakness. We'll break that down in the next episode. We haven't had time. It was a long weekend to unpack that. But we do know in one of the preliminaries, one of Mr. Bob Baffert, yeah, that Bob Baffert, who one of his horses becomes the latest to be put down after another freak accident. You got to think somebody's going to have to get involved here. You know, I think the sport is really in danger of having... You know, someone like Congress, figure out what's going on. I told you what I thought last week, and I still am maintaining they're shooting these horses up with something that's, that they can't detect right now, and that's just causing them to break down. But it's going to probably bring more scrutiny, rightfully so, because, yeah, th this is getting ridiculous, and this is going to become, you know, where it's not worth it. If this is going, if we're going to have, you know, horse deaths of this velocity continue to occur. You know, right? It's just not, you know, I, I just can't see, you know, the powers that be not getting involved and putting a stop to this. We'll see, we shall see. Okay. As far as open face is concerned, let's talk about Mr. Favre. Boy, this guy. You know how we try to keep things from not being political. And we're usually pretty good about that. And I can't help it here. Uh, far, you know, getting some airtime on, on Whitlock, because, you know, Whitlock has had some interesting guests of late. Basically, you know, all the folks that consider themselves to be not woke, <laughs> having a nice platform to, like, show the world that. I guess Mr. Favre came on and was basically saying that, yeah, that Trump, we're better off under Trump because Trump cares more about Americans. Well, here's the thing. Like I said, this has nothing to do with my politics. But if you've known Trump or you've followed Trump and you've observed him, that guy only cares about himself. The guy doesn't care about Americans. He only cares about himself. So for someone to come out and say he cares more about Americans, that's going to be one of the most ludicrous things I've heard and probably proof why Mr. Farb will continue to not have many fans and the few people that did worship him are jumping off like rats. <laughs>
the rats are abandoning the ship when it comes to that guy. And yeah, I can't believe you go on the air and say something like that. But you know, this is this is twenty twenty three. Anything's possible, right? Woo. Okay, lot to say about BG this week. You're right, Brittany G. They're gonna return. Lot to unpack here. She says she'll stand for the flag now. Not a lot of people happy about that, calling her a hypocrite. How about our coach basically coming out and saying, I can't believe the game was sold out. Well, I don't know how many WNBA games were sold out in the first place. <laughs> and why would people flock to see her play? You know, it's not like, you know, right? It's not like Brianna Stewart, right? <laughs> or or Candace Parker. So, yeah, the, the whole thing with this, and, of course, her returning to the court and it bringing out the worst in everybody, or at least the trolls. Yeah, not really a good look for folks, and I think people need to be better. Um, that she's standing up for the flag, Said it rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, seeing her as being hypocritical. Like, oh, now you're an American. Now that we went, you know, the hell of high water to get you back here. Hey, you know, can't can't she have a moment of growth and say, yeah, and you now I I learned to love this country a little bit more. And can you leave it at that? But no, not the internet trolls. Woo we, a lot of crazy stuff going on. How about, speaking of women's basketball, always love when I can bring my girls up, the Cavengers. And this, this week, Hannah calling out all the creeps and pervs, singing she's tired of it. So I was thinking of her on OutKick, you know, sporting the Clippers jersey and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, just like Olivia and some of the other, you know, influencer that I'm more known for my looks than what I actually do on the field. What the F do you expect? Showing up with, you know, your goods all hanging out for the world to see? Of course you're going to get the perms of weirdos. What? It's like, oh, well, she's really beautiful. I just really like and giving clicks. You're out there titillating. What kind of feedback were you expecting? And, you know, it's just, once again, 2023, anything being possible, it's beyond mind-boggling for me to hear these women athletes who are out there showing the goods, getting all snarky about people, you know, basically being themselves when it comes to not handling beauty in the best way. Makes sense, don't it? Yeah, whatever. Okay. Then you got the Jarkus Hunter thing. A kid from Alabama, a big, not Alabama, but Auburn. All kinds of scandal wrapped up there. Another sex tape. Sus suspensions at the school. Bottom line here. Once again, people never learn, do they? Put the mother, put the mofo cell phone away, okay? Nothing good could come of it. Unless you're Kimmy K or Paris Hilton, why are you doing it? Right? It's only going to lead to shame and humiliation for you, your family, friends, and anybody that cares about you. 
You can get your freak on. Just don't film it. And in this kid, you know, sure, it probably won't be that detrimental for him. But, yeah. A lot of uh, hassles that could have been avoided by just being a little more discreet. As we always say, it's not rocket science, right? Hmm. How about all the flack over the over the Sports Illustrated cover? I mean, well, the cover with Martha on it, and then, you know, obviously Angel Reese also being featured in the episode. Once again, bringing out the worst in people. Yes, I mean, I don't even know who reads Sports Illustrated. Do they even have paper copies anymore? And if it's digitally, I don't even know who's paying attention to it, you know. Other than maybe this has gotten more buzz for SI than anything else in the last 18,000 years, right? I mean, otherwise, I just don't, you know, understand. You know, okay, it's getting them clicks and attention. Whatever the case, Snoop coming out for his girl Martha. Whatever the case may be, right? I think some of the people who lost their jelly beans over it, you know, keep scrolling, <laughs> right? No big deal, all right? The magazine and the, and the people that participated got a little more buzz. That's all you need to know, right? <laughs> okay, let's hear. How about DJ, speaking of the live, claiming, you know, maybe this will account for his, you know, shaky finish at, at Oak Hill. Thing that he threw out his back, you know, getting you know, getting his freak on with the legendary Miss Gretzky, his wife, or yeah, whatever it is. You know, I just find that funny because it's just one of those in the TMI department, you know. I think all of us are smart enough to look if you've got a bad back and if you've seen, you know, Paulina, we, can, we don't need you to tell us or even speculate that may have been the reason why, you know. DMI, man. Once again, you're right. People never learn, or people just can't help themselves as far as wanting to always, you know, titillate. <laughs> Funny stuff there. How about this Jackson Mahomes character, huh? I mean, how about people, you know, wanting him to, to be a sex toy? And we're not condoning what he did. But do you really want that little wife in Gen Pop? Now he's gonna have to pay the piper or whatever that's gonna be for this ugly incident that he's that he's in right now, right? You know, obviously, you know they're trying to throw the boom on him. But I was just like so so surprised at you know once again the internet and it's you know bloodlust like going yeah I can't wait for him you know to right to be a sex toy in Gen Pop. I'm like, come on, people, you can't be serious about that little boy being a gym pop. I mean, he's going to do his time if, 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 or, you know, a heavy fine. You know, I don't know exactly, you know, as far as sexual battery goes. I mean, the video doesn't look good, at least from the parts I've seen in terms of him being a douchebag. But we knew that long ago. But man, <laughs> gym pop for that guy. Okay. Let's you know, close this out with a little bit of the monetary side. How about a 1920 Babe Ruth jersey? Yeah, 1920 was a big year for him. 4.42 million, I believe. 
It's a jersey, folks. It's a 103-year-old jersey. What, is it going to be in a museum? Going to go on exhibit somewhere? I mean, other, I don't... I mean, hey, the Foxhole and other foundations could use funding. I kind of think the $4.42 million could be spent in better ways than a jersey. Okay, you know, the ego, there's obviously more money to burn for certain things than, you know, helping out a cause like the Foxhole or actually people who really are in need. And if you've been in West 11th and Eugene, you know there's a lot of people in need. Anyways, enough of that. Speaking of money, that, 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 that you can sit on fire or just throw anywhere. A golden retriever that makes a million dollars as an influencer? And they say the world has gone to the dogs. They truly meant it. Okay, folks, that was a very lengthy open face to get episode 158 rolling. We'll be back with the high view above campus and the rest of this wonderful podcast. As I said, tell your friends. We'll be back shortly. Get a little mix master on, right? So the attempt of sampling didn't work that well. Alrighty, folks, welcome back to the foxhole. All kinds of skullduggery on a Monday. Slow getting the podcast out. We apologize for that, but we thank the folks who faithfully listening. Continue to tune in. Tell your friends. We always want to see the viewer, the listenership grow among other things. Lakers in a do-or-die game here, up by six after one. We'll be keeping an eye on this as the podcast goes. Talk extensively about this series and the NBA beat. But first, just pour myself an adult beverage. Now, need to call Uber and gather my friends, get a late snack in, get the TSA, and take the high view above campus that's right semester schools graduating schools on quarter wrapping things up another fantastic school year congratulations to all of the graduates out there hard work hope the uh, job market treats you well we know things have been tough in recent years and it's harder and harder with so many people out there vying for so few resources Meanwhile, let's see what's going on high above campus this week. Well, first of all, we'll start off with the Pac-12. We'll have a little extendo Pac-12 session here. USC's AD Mike Baum out. Now, folks were wondering whether this was a power move, you know, with SC and UCLA going to the Big Ten. But, of course, it turns out, because he's done so much well for SC, after SC looked pretty rudderless, you know, you got Brawny coming, you got Lincoln Riley, got, you know, Mr. Caleb returning. And now you have this. Basically, the bad behavior narrative once again rearing its ugly head and folks who just can't get out of their own way with their mouths. I don't know. Apparently making a lot of inappropriate remarks towards female staffers. Dude, seriously? As I said in the last segment, when are these people going to learn? You got a damn good thing going. And 
all you have to do is leave the locker room humor away from folks where, they, where you can't have it come back and bite you in the ass. I, you know, it's just absolutely insane that we keep seeing people get undermined because they can't get out of their own damn way. It's unfortunate, especially given the trajectory of USC in recent years. But that, as we've been saying on this podcast for quite a while, you engage in the bad behavior narrative, there's consequences. Not rocket science, as we always like to say. Back 12. Okay. So, even with its bad media deal, even with all this turmoil, Breaking in the big bucks, you know, $555 million in revenue for the 21-2022 year after all the ancillary stuff. That's $444 million to be distributed amongst the member schools. And guess what? That comes out to 37 mil for each school. And I know the folks in Corvallis, Pullman, and Tucson, and Boulder are like, hell yeah. So things are looking good. And, you know, some folks are wondering, is, is this all made up so they can get a better media deal? I don't think so. Quite frankly, this post-pandemic model that we've been talking about nonstop, I just feel like there's, you know, there's a lot of money out there. And if that pot's only going to get bigger, it's going to be interesting to see what kind of media rights deal, especially with news about ESPN, possibly going streaming and, and, and cutting the cord themselves. So with, with Dion and other things coming, yeah, things are looking pretty good for the Pacific Conference. And they may just say, so what? SC and UCLA will be just quite fine without you. I don't know about all that, but then again, signs are pointing that way, aren't they? Okay. Then you have the NLRB as we talked about many times here in the past, well, they were moving forward with this complaint against USC, the Pac-12, basically trying to give student-athletes the ability to organize and form unions, saying that, you know, they are basically employees of the school. Well, you know, one more can of worms that our new normal has produced, and we'll be watching it. We told you this was kind of coming, and... Not sure how it would shake out in terms of which way the courts are going to lean as far as what kind of freedoms. I mean, they already have enough, if you ask me to begin with, you know, in this new normal, but might go one step further. You know, I said years ago, we may end up going back to a much scaled down version just because, you know, people, I don't think that, you know, the people that have... Envy, natty Envy won't be part of this, but I think everybody else is just going to get tired of this, uh, I don't know, bloated entity that big-time Power 5 college sports is becoming. That's how I see it anyway, but we'll see. Okay, also in the Pac-12 land, the Ducks land a five-star quarterback, or a four-star, depending on who you believe, but... It's Michael Van Buren. He's from St. Francis Academy in Maryland. Question is, how long will he be in Eugene? Especially with Bo Nix coming back. Will this be an opportunity for him to 
leverage his way into a better NIL deal somewhere via the transfer portal? Time will tell, as always. Okay. Then let's go to the ACC now. A lot going on there. Start, the week started out with Clemson and FSU basically saying, man, school, our, schools like us, we're doing all the heavy lifting. Why should there be an equal split? We want an unequal split of the revenue. And yes, the numbers came out. But the ACC also posted big numbers in terms of what's going to be distributed amongst the, the member schools. Unlike the Pac-12, the big dogs are just like saying, yeah, you know. In fact, you've got Virginia and Virginia Tech basically saying, well, if this is not to our liking, we just may pull out of the conference and, and become free agents and see what we can get by jumping to, some, to another conference. Yes, indeed, folks. It's going to be a very, very hot summer as far as the high view above campus as schools jockey into position as we move closer and closer to, you know, the big sweepstakes that are sure to come with the expanded CFP and, you know, the growth of college women's basketball and, all, and softball and all these other sports. Yeah, it's a big business. Okay, what else do we have? How about Patino? Told you that him going to St. John's you know, it's going to, like, be a game changer, and it's looking that way. You know, that I told you about the kid from uh, the Ivy League kid that decided to go there. Now, apparently, one of the big donors who had walked away because he didn't like how the school was handling NIL and being kind of told how he could spend this money, well, now that you've got Patino... Um, what's the guy's name here? Mike Piore. You know, he found it like uh, body armor and vitamin water and all that kind of stuff. Billionaire. He's totally down. Back in the fold. He's like, if Pacino's there, hey, my money's about to start talking. So we'll be keeping an eye on what this, what the St. John's Red Storm are all about here now that they want to make a splash and become relevant again. Chris Mullins is like going, how come you all didn't do this on my watch? <laughs> okay, so no surprise um, with, with the early women's poll, you know, the one that's too early and nothing's going on. Ooh, we got a little fisting cuffs going on. Tristan Thompson, who hasn't even made an appearance in the playoffs, out there shaking it up. We'll talk a little more about this in a minute. So I don't lose my train of thought. But yeah, LSU overtakes UConn. Gonna be a super weight battle between those two schools. And let's be frank, don't be surprised if Iowa and some other schools crash the party as well. But yeah, women's basketball looking real good as far as the Power Five is concerned. As far as baseball is concerned, got a new, you know, Wake still at the top. But how about Arizona and Stanford crawling in there? Arizona. I mean, not Arizona, but I mean, OSU, I mean to say, is number 10. Uh, U of O falls out of the top 25, but yeah, I'm sure they'll, they'll get a bid. Over on the women's side, Sooners are taking care of business in the regionals, but UC, number two, UCLA getting bounced in the opening weekend. Ducks advance. A lot of exciting stuff is going to be happening there. Men's lacrosse, for what it's worth. Duke won UVA 2. Over on the women's side, Northwestern won Boston College 2. 
Yeah, the Tar Heels kind of like falling back. Oh, I see LeBron got punched, and that's what started this this nonsense. Eww. Crazy, 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 crazy. All right, folks, that's what's going on high above campus. We'll be back with something you should probably know. kinds of crazy stuff going on in this basketball game but let's start off with something you should probably know or things that happen in the sports world that you might want to know about there's a lot we're gonna have to like save some of the chestnuts for next next episode whenever we can get that out given how this weekend just, just went golf obviously with a major this past weekend you know, the leading up to it, you know, the Byron Nelson, which is always a major, not a major, but a major event as far as, especially with the PGA being where it is now on the golf calendar. You know, Jason Day, which getting his game back on, he was sizzling. You know, DJ won that aforementioned event before his back sort of gave him trouble. Ah, Miss Gretzky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So things started out with Scotty. And a trio, they were at five at the halfway mark, but in the end, it's Brooks Kepka, who now is, when it comes to being Elite in the conversation of, hey, maybe he can run down Tiger, winning his third Wanamaker trophy. Yeah, we'll be, we'll talk a little bit more about that in a closer look, but props to him, and we'll also break a little that down more in the next episode. But yeah, Mr. Kepka. You know, who's had his own injury problems now <laughs> looking very formidable, especially con considering how close he was to winning the Masters. Oh, yeah. Um, let's see here. What else do we have here? Over in MMA, Francis Nugano, that's the kind of the big story. You know, he was the biggest free agent as far as where he might pile his trade next. And now he's going to join the fledgling professional fighters league. And one has to wonder, is this a harbinger of changes to come on the MMA circuit? As we talked about the big merger with MMA, I mean, UFC and, you know, WWE, and maybe some folks are finding that to be a little disdainful and don't want themselves associated with this new branding. And you have to wonder, are you gonna see more of the top fighters in this circuit Go, go this way. I mean, time will tell. But yeah, I, I think Nagano joining the PFL, it's definitely something to keep your eyes on. And you know us in the flock, so we will be. Ah, it's like a little boxing. So with other big fights on the horizon, you got lightweights Devin Haney and Vasily Lemachenko on tap, right? And nobody gives an F. Just like, you know, how, you know, Davis and Garcia were supposed to save the sport. Gosh, not really a ripple. No, I don't even know who's go who, who Davis is going to be fighting next. 
you know, back in the day, when, it, when you'd have a big fight, you'd have all this talk and all this hype. Hell, I mean, Canelo is probably, you know, the sport's biggest draw. He's not even causing a ripple. I mean, it used to be, like, with my LAFC brothers, they'd, have, they'd be, you know, contemplating, well, gee, we watch the Canelo match or watch the LAFC game. And nowadays, it's more like, hey, it's all about LAFC and not so much about Canelo. So this thing with boxing, I don't really know what they do and to bring fans back and bring interest. Or maybe it's just like horse racing. It just sort of exists on the periphery. You know, you, you have any thoughts on that? Send it to the foxhole, F-T-I-N-F-X at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. Gee whiz. Okay, so you've got the French Open coming up, and Rafa's out. Yeah, we knew that was a possibility, and he's saying that next year will probably be his last, which brings us to the question, right? Now that, you know, Mr. Federer has walked away, Rafa soon, what is going to happen as far as the next gen of top flight tennis players? We already, you know, when it comes to the women's game, now that Serena has walked away, you know, take your pick, right? I try to keep an eye on these things. But, you know, I'd be hard-pressed to tell you. And I feel that way is going to happen with the men. You know, just like I was just, you know, taking a shot at boxing, I feel tennis is the same way in terms of how do you retain relevance or remain relevant when you have, there's no star power. And being unless you're my buddy, Mr. Stevie, Stevie Fierro, you don't really even know who, who to follow let alone when the, when the majors ha- are happening. Don't even get me started when it comes to these events that are just, you know, run of the mill. Yeah. Interesting times with a lot of these sports in terms of their sagging popularity. And another sport that is not doing so well either. Well, you know, I can tell you that Mr. Byron wins at Darlington. Always a spectacle. It's very cool. The All-Star Race, we'll talk about that on the next episode. But another good side, I mean, they're trying. You know, we've talked about Bristol, you know, the thing they do at the Coliseum. But basically bringing back North Wilkesboro to the circuit. You know, what, it's been 26, 27 years since that's been shuttered. So they were trying to go back to their roots. The question is, is it too little too late in terms of this, you know, bringing uh, fans back to the sport. You know, when you look at all the folks at Charlotte, you know, with, with Atlanta and Charlotte play in MLS, and it doesn't, it doesn't feel like it's resonating with this generation. And that's, you know, times, times do change, but you have to wonder, you know, how long, you know, are folks going to be willing to throw dollars into keeping, you know, a sport like NASCAR? Or even you know, tennis, like I said a second ago, alive. Time will tell, right? Um, okay, over in Indy, you know, this was like last week. You know, because you know, we're getting we're geared up for the Indianapolis 500 this weekend. Can't wait to talk about that. Uh, Alex Pillu won at the road course, you know. So we're always an exciting time of the year as far as that goes with the Indy 500 and the Coca-Cola 600. You know, uh, a Sunday. It's going to be an extended uh, 
holiday weekend, so there can be a lot of sports. But, well, the way these NBA uh, conference finals are going, yeah, we may not have any basketball because you know they're going to just drag it out before the finals actually start. Yeah. Crazy times going on there. Let's see, do we have anything else here? Yeah, that probably does it for something you should probably know. We'll come back and talk some, some hardwood on the other side. Time to talk some NBA beat. Told you about the Lakers and the Nuggets and this game four. But let's, you know, start off with what is the NBA gonna do with Jaw? Yeah, I had to take a pause. <laughs> yeah, you've got, you know, people roasting him. I mean, Kwame Brown, for example, man, you know, right, and others. And, you know, you've got your defenders like the Will Canes and J.J. Reddicks, you know, saying the NBA that a 41-game suspension would be far too harsh and that we're far too much into our feelings and whatnot. Well, you know, I'll tell you how the foxhole feels about this. I've said, you know, 41 games would not be too harsh in my opinion. And I'll tell you why. As Colby Brown says, you got these fools giving you all that money and you ain't got enough sense to keep your BS in check. <laughs> yeah, I mean, somebody should come down hard on you just for being a fool in that regard. Right? I mean, $231 million. You have 231 million reasons not to be a G or act like a G when you're not. And, you know, as we said many times, you don't want to find out like Pac that when you're in the game, you're in the game. And they're putting people out there who might get, you know, a striper or two in the game by taking your wannabe ass out. The league, yeah, maybe needs to like make him sit down, you know, the same from himself. The problem is, will that make things worse? You know, and I am on the fence as far as that's concerned that him being away from the game might, you know, hasten his demise. Because who knows what kind of stupid shit he might do just to spite everyone. Anything's possible, right? Okay. Spurs winning the Wambayama sweepstakes, as we told you was going to happen. I don't know. I mean, it cracks me up about people still talking about the Patrick Ewing conspiracies with the folded envelope, but nobody ever wants to bring up the Spurs and how they always managed to, you know, be the lucky tricks rabbit. You know, obviously, when it comes to getting lottery picks, tricks ain't only for kids, folks. More power to them. We're really looking forward to seeing how much of a game changer this kid's going to be. The Spurs, who have not been relevant, yeah, 
all of a sudden, maybe they go on a run. You know, Pop's walking away, right? Or is Pop going to stay around for a minute? Oh, yeah. It, looking forward to that. You know, Bronny's coming by, behind him and some other talented players. You know, locally, the Blazers get the number three pick in the lottery. So hopefully Dame Dollar has something to consider. All the folks want to see him go elsewhere, as we talked about last week. You know, Stephen A. really hoping he could comes to his senses, in his opinion, and considers it like the Knicks and other people in L.A., especially the way this series has gone. I don't know. So the Celtics made waste of the Sixers. You know, and Tatum went for 51. And, of course, you know, set your watch to it. Doc got ran. Um, you know, Doc, yes, he has an NBA title, but as we've seen with Mr. B in Milwaukee and the success Monty has had, that doesn't mean shit. And, you know, Doc, who, even though he's got a ring, is definitely known for a lot of his playoff failures. I don't know if Josh Harris, you know, obviously the new owner of the Commanders, is trying to placate Mr. Harden. I have no idea why, considering that guy has even less money than I do when it comes to showing up in the playoffs. But it sure seems to me like Josh Harris is trying to find a way to keep Mr. Embiid and Mr. Harden happy, and having Doc steer around obviously is not in the equation. I know. Crazy, ain't it? <laughs> yeah, you had to see that coming, though. I mean, there's just no patience in any sport anymore. You don't get it done. And, you know, we talked about it in, in, in the high view over campus segment about the big money. And, yeah, there's just not going to be patience when the stakes are high now. And fans, sponsors, everybody. You know, they, they want the they want the chip. And if you can't get the chip, you're gonna be out of a job. Yeah. Okay. So Lakers and the Warriors, highest viewership for our conference semifinal in twenty seven years, which for all you people who, who who think the NBA is uh too woke and unwatchable, that's not necessarily the case. In fact, you know, these playoffs have been pretty exciting until we've gotten to this particular round. I think it's interesting, though, that Money Green, that's right, Mr. Draymond, says they'd still be playing right now if he hadn't punched Mr. Poole. Stop it. You guys, it's sooner or later, all of your shenanigans were going to catch up to you. You know, if, if that's what derailed you, punching this kid caused that much dysfunction that it, it, it derailed your effort to repeat you got to be kidding me. Okay. You got to come up with something. And, you know, Kerr kind of saying the same thing. It's okay. Re repeating is hard. And you all weren't up for it. And I don't think even had you, this incident with Draymond and Mr. Poole happen, you still would be sitting at home getting ready to go to Pebble Beach or Spyglass to play 18. That's just the way I see it. Okay. Before we start talking about the you know, the conference finals, it makes me think around the world. How do you think Steve Ballmer is feeling right now? 
you know, the Lakers and the their tribulations being more relevant. Obviously, the Warriors being more relevant. And he's been sitting there for all of this rah-rah. And other than, you know, Miss <laughs> Cavender talking trash and the outkick showing her <laughs> Clippers jersey, nobody's talking about the Clippers at all. And you got to think Mr. Ballmer ain't too happy about that. Got a new crib coming online here soon. And still, they really haven't made the traction. Yeah, they're not the dumpster fire or the, quite the embarrassment that they always were, you know, <laughs> with, with Mr. Racist and his wife, <laughs> right? Right on the show. But it's really not that much better. And when you think about, you know, as some people have said about Kawhi, you know, who people refuse to put Kawhi on their Mount Rushmore, I don't know what you do about the Clippers. Another team in the Valley of the Sun. You know, what a dumpster fire there. What are they going to do? Yeah, you've got Book and you've got KD. But now Chris Paul's probably on his way out. If you're Matt I, you're probably looking down a long summer, you know, because a lot of folks aren't going to be happy the way you did, Monty. M Mr. Ayton, complete dumpster fire. What do you do with him? Should have been moved way before it came to this, but he wasn't. So I look at, you know, Steve Ballmer and Matt I as two guys who are probably unhappy and are really deep in the third or fourth Johnny Black right now, Johnny Walker Black right now watching this damn, you know, Lakers-Nuggets game. Okay, so let's get to that. Lakers down 0-3. Is this more about the Lakers not getting it done or people underestimating how good the Nuggets are? And clearly the answer is people underestimating the Nuggets, myself included. Never said they were scrubs. But I just felt, you know, they were out, you know, they were a regular season team that come the playoffs with Wilt. In fact, I thought the Timberwolves would knock them out. But, you know, and they basically, in winning time, exerted their will and basically outfought the Lakers, as Magic Johnson says, in winning time. And it, it, it's just been really eye-opening to see this team basically show it flex its its will on a team I felt was poised to make a run, and maybe too many people, you know, had a hard on for the Lakers and Celtics, you know, renewing their their love affair, and forgot about you now this Nuggets team is for real, and them being up 3-0 on the cusp of knocking the Lakers out in four, nobody saw that coming. If they did. You better have been in Vegas and, you know, and, and counting your receipts. I don't see the Lakers coming back in this series. I think they can make it interesting, especially if they can hold on to tonight. But I have a feeling the way the Nuggets have played in this series, they will find a way to erase this 11-point deficit. Even with LeBron playing out of his mind, he's got like 29 points in the first half. But more about LeBron here in, 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 when we get to a closer look. Boston being down 0-2, 0-3. Jimmy Buckets. I mean, pissed that guy off. Guy has never gotten enough credit for what a baller he is. 
You know, we we in the foxhole, we've given Jimmy buckets all kinds of love. And kind of shocking to see the Celtics. You thought because of what happened to them last year, they had plenty of motivation to rise to the occasion. But right now, this Heat team, you know, I mean, we're talking an eighth seed here. I mean, let's lay in waste to the Celtics like they ain't about a thing. Right? And, you know, you talk, I, I was making fun of Matt I and Mr. Bummer. What kind of offseason are we going to have in, in Boston if they go out in four this easily? You know, I, especially folks looking around saying, so, you got rid of Mr. Adoka, huh? Really? <laughs> really? I don't know. Crazy, crazy semifinals. No one could have solved the Lakers and Celtics staring down the barrel of 3-0 deficits. And rightfully so. The Heat and the Nuggets are showing they're the real deal. And all you folks that were, you know, sizing rings for either one of those teams, the Lakers and the Celtics, just gave the Nuggets and the Heat a lot of bulletin board material, and they've responded, you know, handedly. Okay, let's talk a little quick WNBA. Mentioned earlier the whole thing with, uh, wow, what is LeBron doing? Yeah, all kinds of conversations get that to be had. So, you know, Sabrina gets an extension through 2025. And Liberty, what do they do? You know, they have a super team there. They get bossed by the Mystics in the opener. Now, you could probably chalk a lot of that up to, you know, new team, you know, put, you know being put together and just not ready to play yet. And hopefully that's the case. I mean, I know Sabrina had like 18 points, so she's ready to go. And then, you know, the... The champion Aces, they opened up with a 41-point ass-whooping of Seattle. Obviously, you know, Sue Bird gone and Brianna Stewart now part of that super team of the Liberty. Yeah, it could be a long year as far as Seattle goes. Everybody continues the job in this Lakers-Nuggets game. But so, yeah, still can't get over... Um, <laughs> still can't get over the... Uh, Brittany G's coach basically saying, I can't believe it was sold out. <laughs> it wasn't sold out. Oh, I may have to have two adult beverages. I'm you know, laughing about that one. All right, we'll be back with a nightfall of diamonds and the ice rink of life on the other side. Okay, welcome back to the Foxhole. Season 5, episode 30. What is this overall? 158. Yeah, yeah, folks. Still keeping it going. Um, okay. Let's start out with the Nightfall of Diamonds. Yeah, yeah, Snooze Factory's on its last tour, and nobody gives a shit. Kind of funny to see even some of the cheerleaders being a little bit snarky and cynical about John Mayer and 
Bob Weir <laughs> basically holding up a very sagging, rotting, decaying wall. What's Bob Weir going to do after this is the, is the bigger question. Okay, <laughs> let's get away from the dark star crashes and really talk some night full of diamonds. This A story continues to take on more weirdness every week. You know, we talked about the changing sites. Now, apparently, we're going to knock down the Tropicana and the ballpark's going to be built there. Of course, the A's want $400 million in public funding. The folks in the battery are like saying, you can come, but, you know, you're already kicked out for the Raiders and the Golden Knights. We'll give you 200 and you're lucky to get that. Do I see the A's staying in, in Oakland? Hell no. But do I see a dark horse candidate who might be willing to open up the purse and say, we'll do whatever it takes to get some MLB here? You know? I guess not. I mean, I thought this was a, a done deal. But right now, I'm not so sure. If you're Mr. Manfred, you're three or four tumblers into the Johnny Walker Black wishing this thing would resolve itself and the, and the ace would move to greener pastures. Definitely don't see them staying in at Oakland. But who knows? Maybe somebody will show up at the 11th hour and 58th minute and shock us all. But yeah, this story's far from being resolved. As far as on the field goes, a couple of big stars headed to the IR with the Cody Bellinger for the Cubs, formerly of the Dodgers. No shock there, as that guy always tends to be a China doll. Mr. Trash Tucker himself, Manny Machado, also to the IR, as the Padres' dream season continues to skid far, far out of control, which is really strange. You know, then you look at the power rankings right now. The Rays are still number one. No shock there, given the start. The Dodgers, who I predicted were going to fall back, have not. They've been very impressive. And right now, they are occupying number two in the power ranking spot. Pretty cool, as far as that goes. Although, if they don't, get any, if they don't do anything in the postseason, who effing cares? The Braves at three, looking poised to make another deep run. No shock there. Rangers and Jays. I had the Rangers in the playoffs. I don't know. Jays continue to shock me. The, the cool thing here is the Orioles are at six. Got some friends who like the O's. And, you know, the Pirates aren't doing that bad either. Hopefully these teams can keep it going into, you know, August and September. It's great for their fans to really have something to be excited about. Teams are balling out, right? Uh, it's cool that the Twins have also cracked the top 10. Yankees and Houston, 7 and 8. You know, I have a feeling those teams will rise when it comes, you know, winning time. You know, Yankees with Judge not back raking and whatnot. The Mets, nowhere to be found with Mr. Cohen and his three-quarter of a billion dollars spent. Boy, if they end up not making the playoffs... You, you think we talk a lot of trash about the Bruins, you know, crashing and burning. I mean, three quarters of a billion. You know, same with you got over there, Mr. Chelsea. Guys spending all this money for mediocrity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just shows you just can't throw a bunch of money and 
have it rain down rings. That's not how any of this works, apparently. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All righty, let's go to the ice rink of life, shall we? So the Kraken, their miracle run comes to an end. I know with my friends here who always talk about the logo, which is the most ignorant thing. And I hope if they listen to my podcast, yeah, I said ignorant. Who cares about the logo? Who cares about these names? If you can win, people will show up. That's really cool. The Kraken, you know, I, I've been somebody who's been pushing their narrative a long time. If you've been following this podcast, it's been a great story. Did Seattle and the Northwest proud. Kind of would like to see the Coyotes, you know, who are having issues. I don't know who's got the gene that Paul Allen is gone, but wouldn't it be nice if Portland could sweep in there and we could have a nice robbery with the Portland Coyotes and the Seattle Kraken? Because you got to think with the stadium situation in Arizona, the Coyotes going to be on the move and just given, you know, the success of, you know, the non, you know, big six teams. And the, the viewership and the fans who have been crazy about it, there were a lot of cities that are clamoring. So I just think that if Arizona's going to screw the pooch on this, I don't know who's got the jig in Portland, but man, that would be way cool if you could have a Kraken Coyotes rivalry that would give you know folks you know in this state something to crow about. You know, I don't know if, you know, with the Trailblazers and the Timbers, if there's room for another big franchise, but everybody seems to think so, so only time will tell. Maybe I'm the only one seeing that right now. Okay, what else do we have here? Um, okay, so you have the Golden Knights. They took care of the Oilers, and right now they're, they're taking care of the Stars, you know, f you know, hot off of their seventh game, you know, victory over the aforementioned Kraken. Didn't talk enough about the Golden Knights. Thought they were a major threat. Who knows? The Panthers like the heat. You know, something about South Florida, I tell you, and being a low seed. But they're taking care of business. Mr. Tuchuk and company with two big overtime wins. One going four overtime, especially 79 minutes. And then the other night, they're up 2-0 on the Canes, who I thought, you know, were poised to, to, to raise the cup. But now I'm not sure what's going to happen if it's the Golden Knights and the Panthers, who I just can't bet against right now. The results say plenty. Wow. So, surprise, surprise. Leafs disappoint their fans. And with nothing to show since 67... No surprise, their GM, Kyle Dubas, has shown the door. People have got no, no patience or no time for failure in this lifetime. That's all we can tell you, <laughs> right? It's wash, rinse, and repeat. You don't get it done, people get grumbly, somebody's going to fall on the sword. Not rocket science, right? As far as the worlds are concerned, the USA continues to surprise. They are unbeaten. Canada stumbles, but the USA looking good. NHL playoffs on fire. International. Yeah, things are going pretty good as far as the ice breaking life is concerned, wouldn't you say? 
All right, folks. Well, that's what's going on there. We'll be back with the beautiful game life on the other side. outside <laughs> okay let's see what's going on pitch side winding up another year in Europe MLS is really starting to heat up Champions League over here over there reaching a crescendo so let's start off with Inter Milan you know they were pacing their co-tenants in the in San Siro, the San Siro Derby had a, a UCL flavor to it. Well, Inter makes easy work of AC Milan. It ends up, I think, being 3-0 aggregate over two legs. Not much you can say. AC Milan, it was, it was fun to have you back on the mix. But, you know, you, you basically have to, you know... <laughs> Wonder about these draws, especially if you're a PSG fan like I am. Like, wow, we always get dealt with a monster, and then you know someone like Inter gets to make it make their way to the final. Because remember the one time PSG didn't have have monsters in the lagoon? They actually went to the final. Well, it was in the pandemic. I'm like, no, it wasn't about the pandemic. It was more like, gee whiz, you hate them so much, but we're not gonna go there right now. We're going to more give inner props for securing their place in the UCL final. Get away from me, Mosquito. I know you're smelling that fruity beer, but no, it ain't that kind of party. On the other side, God, what a week for Manchester City. Yeah. So they start the week destroying Real Madrid. I know. Sidney Los Blancos home. Yeah, it's crazy. Right? I mean, you have to wonder, you know, right, about, speaking of PSG, that City's on the cusp of achieving what all the money that QSI has put in Paris has filled the do. And it'll be for folks like, wow, they played the top of It's like, no, it took them just as long. But Pep getting Mr. Halan, obviously, in the end, looks like a better deal than PSG getting retaining Mbappe and bringing Messi in. But, you know, great story for them. You have to wonder, is this the truly the end of an era for Los Blancos that maybe the sun's going to set on them, although if they get Mbappe, you know, the narrative can quickly flip. Ancelotti says he's not going anywhere. So, quite frankly, we haven't heard the last of Los Blancos. They'll figure out a way to retool, and this is just a blip in the road for them. And now, of course, Arsenal shitting the bed against Nottingham Forest. Nottingham Forest starving off relegation. But that means City not only going to the UCL final, they secure another Premier League championship. So it's just an incredible, incredible week at the Ithiad. 
an incredible month for them, really. But yeah, you know, Arsenal made it interesting. But like, you know, many other teams, their fans just aren't feeling right now. They're in their third or fourth dose of the Johnny Walker Black, too. But congratulations, Manchester City. Well done, Pep. Okay. PSG, let's talk about them. Still needing results. Not that impressive yesterday. They win 2-1. Getting closer to what will be their record title in, you know, League One. League One. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it was actually a quiet week in Paris. The question now, will Jose, who, by the way, you know, has Roma in in the uh, Europa League final, and they'll be facing perpetual Europa League stalwart Sevilla. That should be interesting. But will... Will the great one, or the frozen one, end up in Paris? Because you know Christopher Gaultier's days are numbered. That experiment didn't quite work out. Not necessarily all his fault. Just sucks that nobody gave a shit after the World Cup. There you go. How about Barca, you know, finally winning La Liga and basically having to escape of their highs for celebrating too much in front of the Espanol fans? Yeah, always kind of tricky when you rub it in somebody's face, your glory. Can't blame them, but yeah, that could have gotten real ugly, you know. But luckily, you know, given it a weird year, I mean, I guess there were like 12 fans that died in the stampede in uh, El Salvador, was it, yesterday? I'll have to look more into that and talk about it on the next episode. So yeah, folks have got to be careful out there on the pitch, you know. With these crazy fans. As predicted, the Bundesliga will come down to the last match day. Bayern stumbles. Dortmund now is leading. And boy, what a story that would be. Right? You bring Thomas Tuchel in. Get bounced from UCL. And somehow lose the Bundesliga to your hated rivals. BBB. Yeah, looking forward to the Bundesliga coming to its conclusion. Absolutely. Okay. San Diego, slated to become MLS's 30th franchise. Lot to unpack here. Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, there's a lot of folks who were unhappy thinking that they were going to go to San Diego. Why not incorporate, you know, the, the loyal? You know, Landon Donovan's team. You basically got supporters. They're saying there's no way we're going to support this this MLS franchise. We're betrayed. You're trying to squeeze us out of existence. Yeah, whatever. Then there's folks who are saying, why do we need another California team? Because it's a really good market. They've already got facilities in place. You know, without the Chargers being around, <laughs> you know. I don't know. I mean, I kind of thought, you know, we saw what happened with Sacramento and how that fell apart, you know, during, during the pandemic. Kind of thought Phoenix and what they've done with the rising. So, I mean, I wasn't stunned. You know, same thing with Vegas, but people could always make the argument Vegas has already got enough toys anyways, even though we're not sure about the aces we spoke about earlier. Uh, I think it's going to be a good thing, you know. In the end, I think you know, there's plenty of 
fever down there. You know, you got the Zolos across the border, right? Now the NWSL team drawing 29-30. Yeah, this thing's going to be successful. Mr. Garber knows what's up. Yeah, looking forward to seeing them. Is that 2025 they are going to take the take the field? So they're going to have time to put this thing together. Okay, what else do we have here? Let's look at MLS. A lot going on. So we had midweek, and shockingly, LAFC and Sporting Kansas City playing to a draw. Of course, over the weekend, LAFC ends up with a gift penalty late. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, I don't know if that was a just result or not, you know. But they are atop the West now, and they have two games in hand. So, you know, more power to them. Got a big matchup with Lyon tomorrow, so things are really good in black and gold land. Across the way in Carson, a stinky dumpster fire. They don't even have double digits right now. It's funny, there was this question that Fox Soccer asked. You know, describe your rival without, you know, mentioning who they are. And I had the snarky comment about, gee, you mean the team that got bossed, you know, out of its own market, you know, by the upstarts? But yeah, this whole thing with the Galaxy, I mean, completely rudderless. You know, I'm, I mean, just a shadow of, of themselves right now. And, you know, not relevant at all. You know, basically... An expansion, you know, play expansion team is what it looks like. I mean, there's just Chicharito, the shot fighter. I don't know. What else do we have? FC Cincinnati continuing to, at least to me, be the surprise. They lead the East by five now. I mean, the Revs have been good. Nashville definitely not living up to expectations, in my opinion. But, hey, props to, to FC Cincinnati. Right? Uh, five stripes actually making some noise again. You know, they're, they're, they're a whispering distance. So that's looking good. Um, I don't know where FC Dallas came from, but they're like in third. You know, really, right, you know, quietly. I mean, where did they come from? But yeah, we've been all this talk about Seattle and LAFC. And it's really been about this FC Dallas team. I know I'm watching this Laker game and still trying to talk. But yeah, they have been quite a shock because there's been no talk about them whatsoever. Now, do they sustain that? I don't know because they came out of nowhere. Okay, wow. So that's kind of what's going on as far as a beautiful life, this beautiful game life is concerned. We'll be back with a closer look on the other side. Okay, time to opinionate, editorialize, all those things, right? Closer luck coming right at you. Let's talk a little Kobe and LeBron, shall we? It's always interesting that these two, you know, after Jordan, have basically been the face of the NBA. Yeah, you know, you've got your D-Wades, 
you know, Shaq to some extent, you know, the, the crew down in San Antonio, but it's always been about Kobe and LeBron. And it's always been odd that they never met in the finals because LeBron's team shit the bed and Orlando ended up playing the Lakers. You know, when the Lakers went back to back, you know, about, you know, it's been, it's been more than a decade now. You really couldn't take too much from the regular season games. I think LeBron actually had an edge there, but, you know, whatever the case may be. But it's interesting to see the two camps, or the hives, as I like to say, and how, well, if Kobe was here, this wouldn't have happened. Or, Le no, LeBron's this and that. And for me, I just look at it, you know, the measuring stick. You know, I look at how they're how they did in the back ends of the career. And I had to give it a lot of thought because you can't, it's, it's unfair to even make that comparison. Clearly, LeBron is, is having a better back end of his career, even though he's been plagued with injuries as well. You can talk about, you know, the bubble championship and what may happen here, but that's still a lot better than what Kobe did on the back end of his career. But as I said to my neighbor, it's not really fair because LeBron actually has a decent GM, whereas you know Kobe was set up with Jim Buss and all that nightmare garbage, and basically you know Mitch Kupchak on fumes and just the organization in a very rudderless direction. You know there was no kind of deals to bring in a Vanderbilt, you know a Hasimura, or even you know finding guys like Austin Reeves or a Caruso before that. You know, instead of, you know, the previous regime drafting, you know, some of these guys who are obviously flourishing, what you know, outside of the, of the, of the spotlight of the crypt. So, yeah, it's really hard, you know, and, and I just think it's fun to have that conversation. But I'm just going to call it really a draw, basically, you know, obviously... You know, Kobe being 5-2 and two in the finals is a little bit more impressive. But LeBron being in 12 finals or whatever it is is just as impressive, you know, and just being able to come to the West after people said that was the knock on him, that, oh, you did this all in the East. No, the guy's quite a force. I just think it's kind of a draw between these guys. That they both, you know, they're, it's hard to compare their games because they both have, have intriguing skill sets. You know, which, you know, makes them, you know, among the best to ever play the game, right? And, you know, maybe I'd give a slight edge to Kobe, you know. Then again, you know, I look at LeBron's overall game, but I've been very critical of LeBron, you know, at times for all sorts of things, right? So, you know, it's not my, you know, my issues that I've had with Kobe as well. You know, if I still would give Kobe a slight edge because I just feel that what I'm seeing in this particular series, have Kobe in the same predicament had Mike D'Antoni not really ran him into the ground and Kobe being stubborn as he was and not really, you know, putting himself in a minute's restriction, I have to think he would not have gone out as meekly as this. But then again, you know, the kind of game LeBron's having right now, you know, he had five. 29, 31 in the half. Maybe he can shut me up if they are able to, you know, make a series out of this. But they were kind of wilting like they have done in this series, even though they're up by 10 right now. 
you can see the pendulum swinging. And I don't necessarily believe you would ever experience that with Kobe, right? And, you know, the Braun fans don't get too butthurt, you know. Like I said, to me, it's pretty much kind of a wash when it comes to those two. Two different, you know, two different superstars who are iconic, who brought a lot to the table as far as, you know, the NBA's lore is concerned, right? We're, we're very privileged to have watched them both. The only thing that kind of sucks is we did not get a chance to see them to battle it out on the big stage a, a, a few times. That would have been, you know, quite the treat to see. But the way things played out, it didn't happen. And we'll be ever left to just have conversations in the bar rooms around the world, <laughs> you know, as far as, well, Kobe would have done this. Well, no, dude, LeBron is more of the GOAT, man. Fun conversations. You know, just like so many other things, there really is no definitive answer. I mean, if you're, if you're not being, you know, a member of any of the hives that, that these two belong to. Okay, what else do we have in A Closer Look? Well, you know, let's, let's, let's rear back to the whole situation with SC and just the bad behavior narrative. I still don't understand how people haven't learned their lesson yet. Maybe there's arrogance that comes along with authority and power, and you feel like you're immune to, right, <laughs> the hand of doom landing on you. You know, this has nothing to do with the world being more woke or being, you know, way too sensitive. No, I said it when this podcast started. That kind of stuff was no longer going to be acceptable. And yes, there are going to be consequences for that. And, you know, I just don't understand, you know, I was talking about the, you know, the lady who lost her job, uh, you know, was at Miami at Ohio, having a relation, improper relationship with one of her players. Why are these people throwing their livelihoods away? The dude at Alabama, baseball coach, the same thing. What's the what the f? <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I'm not a saint or anything, but I also know that if I had one of these lucrative, high-profile jobs, I sure the hell wouldn't put it in jeopardy by being a douchebag. As I always say, it's not rocket science, people. What the hell is wrong with you? All right, folks. That's an abbreviated closer look. We'll be back with the NFL report on the other side. TMCA time to get us out of here. Wow, the Lakers are really just stinking it up here. This series is over, people. Alrighty, let's close it out here. Boy, watching the Lakers wilt. It's been tough being a hardcore fan, but hey, they're getting what they're getting what they deserve. No heart, no desire. This is what happens, you know, when you beat the Warriors and think you've got your button, you know, as a made man.
<laughs> Obviously, the Nuggets had, had other things to say. Yeah, but pretty disgusting third quarter. Kind of indicative of how the season has gone for these guys. And, you know, basically putting a sick puppy out of its misery is what we're seeing right now. Denver's just going to clobber them in the fourth quarter. Expect them to win by 15 or 16 at this rate. Okay, the sucks at NFL beat. And unfortunately, we got to like start with a very somber, somber. Gee, I don't even know where we go here. It was the NFL truly loses one of its Mount Rushmore icons. We talk about, you know, there's legends and then there's the great Jimmy Brown. You know, obviously, most of us are too young to know how great this man was who walked away from the game at 29, you know, basically told Art Modell to go F himself, you know, all-time leading rusher, controversial figure, you know, what an incredible social activist, you know, made a lot of movies, some good, some not so good. One of the all-time great lacrosse players of his era, you know, and when you just hear, you know, the NFL legends talk about you know, what a force he was, you know, very few people, you know, Bill Russell, who also passed away, you know, you know, one of his peers, same kind of presence. Yeah, it's, you know, really can't give justice to what this guy meant to the No Fun League, you know, right? And, you know, definitely did it, did it his way, left on his own terms, you know, and... Yeah, like I said, it just quite the character. Remember when Walter Payton was about to break the record, how he wanted the suit up for the Raiders, and there was that SI cover with him in the in the Raiders uniform. It was probably like forty seven or forty eight at the time. I know, God, can't believe it's been that long. But yeah, you know, a definite shout out to the great Jimmy Brown passing away at eighty seven. Our condolences go out to his family, Browns. You know, a lot of the great icons are disappearing from us, you know, enjoy them while we can, you know, obviously we still got Willie Mays rocking in 93, but you know, there's not too many people from that era. All right. So Peacock gets exclusive rights to a wild card game. One more bucket, one more, I don't know, sign that we are moving to a primarily streaming universe. Talked earlier about ESPN wanting to cut the cord with the cable, and now the NFL looking for more ways to get games on streaming platforms. Not sure how this whole thing is going to work, you know, as far as Peacock, as far as people on that platform, but people will be scrambling if there's a wild card game. So, yeah, you know, the, 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 as George Allen said, the future is definitely now. Wow, this is, I mean, this is just funny watching the Lakers just throwing up brick after brick. One of the, yeah, this is if you're a Laker fan, this is a low moment. <laughs> okay, speaking of streaming, how about Al Michaels basically just saying, hey, I'm not going to sugarcoat the fans. If it's a crap game or a crappy matchup, I'm going to let you all know. Well, given your disposition over the years, you've been doing that. And I kind of applaud that because it really is incumbent 
on the NFL. Like, if you're going to have a Thursday package, and a lot of times circumstances, you know, are involved in terms of what looks to be a good matchup when the schedule drops, injuries or filled expectations, it ends up being a, a stinky diaper. That can't be helped. But, yeah, you know, so I can't be too harsh, but I can appreciate Al Michaels saying, dude, if this is garbage, I'm going to tell you like it's garbage, and my enthusiasm is going to reflect in that. Okay. You know, it comes to the NFL. Everybody's always talking about, you know, how woke it is. Woke or not, the Social Justice Foundation, which a lot of people were skeptical about, has raised over $300 million. I don't necessarily know what that $300 million is doing as far as social justice causes goes. We only can hope that it is being spent the right way and, you know, it's going to, you know, make life on this planet and this society better. $300 million is nothing to sneeze at. Yeah, I know it's a slow time of the year if I'm talking about that. But that's good. Okay, so I guess Super Bowl 60 is going to be in the Bay Area. You know, good win for Silicon Valley there. Definitely looking forward to the game of the Roman numerals returning to the Bay Area. Should be a fun party. Even though it always is still kind of weird because you know there's going to be stuff going on in the city. And then you have to, the game itself is down there in Santa Clara. But you know what? They've gotten past that. And the 49ers have a good product on the field. People are going to Levi in spite of the drive. So there you go. Super Bowl, get ready. Bay Area, here we come. Okay. Speaking of the 49ers, Mr. Lance. Haven't talked about him much, obviously, with Brock Purdy on the men. He's been working out with Mahomes. And insiders say they are seeing an upswing as far as his mechanics and what he's going to bring to the table. Does that mean we have a quarterback controversy on the horizon in San Francisco? Or does San Francisco, like so many teams like the Eagles, figure out where to trade him and partly that into getting more assets? Fun place to be if you're San Francisco. That's for darn sure. Okay. How about the troubling trail, the troubling tr tell of Matt Arazia? I think if I'm pronouncing that right. You know, we talked about him a while back, the punter from San Diego State who lost the chance to play for the Bills because he was supposedly tied up into being involved in uh, the gang, you know, rape of an intoxicated woman, you know, off campus. Now, people are saying he wasn't there. San Diego State is backing away from it. And that's why I always hate talking about these stories. And I don't know what to say about this one because the civil proceedings are still going on. But the rush to judgment without the facts. And I don't know for sure what's going on here. I know the, the uh, lawyer for the accuser, the, the accuser, the victim in this case, has you know, come up with some really strong words about Matt going on the circuit, you know, basically taking a victory lap. But hey, you know, if the DA and SDSU say they can find no evidence that he was there, maybe he wasn't there. And if so, you know, do, you know, it was a major disservice done to this young man's, you know, career. You know, lost earnings, just a thorny mess. 
And you always have to be careful about this, you know, rush to like condemn folks. Now, go, you know, obviously, uh, even myself at the time, you know, if you're involved in something odious as that, yeah, you deserve to be banished. But there were questions then and there are questions now. So, I don't know. Give the kid credit. He doesn't hold it against the Bills. He said the Bills, you know, we're, you know, we're in a tough position as far as how to deal with them. The question is, does this kid get another shot now that appears that he might, that he's been exonerated from all of this? Yeah. You'd be keeping an eye on that story. Um, okay. Steeler was giving Trubisky another deal. Does that mean they're not all in on Kenny P? I thought that was kind of odd. Uh, Matty Ice going to the broadcast booth, but says his career is not over yet. Dude, if you're going to the broadcast booth, your career is over. Based on how you looked in the indie, give it up. There, is, there are no Tom Brady Fountain of Youth stories there. You had a good career. Now impart us with your wisdom from the broadcast booth. Simple as that. Um, my crystal ball this week. Who am I looking at? Oh, speaking of Brady, the Buccaneers. How about that? You know, you're going to have Baker possibly being QB1. I think they really take a step back. I mean, obviously, you know, they got another chip with Brady, and then Brady's father time started catching up with him. And I have to think that this team had its moment and now we're looking, you know, at 7 and 10, you know, right? Maybe 8 and 9. Don't really see much from them. Same with the Rams, I don't, right? I feel like the Rams, they were able to get the championship with Matt Stafford. But now I think, as we've talked about a lot last year, not so much that Wonder Kid, right, McVay has been found out. But hey, they put all their eggs in one back bucket, hoping they could get, you know, multiple championships. And it parlayed into one. I see them as a seven to eight win team. No more than that. Kind of early to be making these kind of calls, but that's why we have the crystal ball this time of year. Who else? The Browns. Yeah, saw a big picture of Mr. Watson and company working out with everybody on the beach and all that kind of stuff. They're intriguing because he's got a lot to prove. Obviously, the big contract and all the stinky diapers that come along with his narrative. But are they a team that's going to emerge? No, I don't think so. I think this is another 7-8 to eight win team. Until I can see some evidence to be proven otherwise. So, yeah, the three teams I picked this week, I don't see much coming from them in the coming year. All right. We always look at the crystal ball. Okay. How about A.B.? You got to get a little A.B. time in here. You know, we talked about the nightmare he's having with the Albany defenders. Well, apparently things have gotten so bad, he's thinking about suiting up for them. Why the hell not? You ain't getting the call from anybody else. And we know how much you need attention. You might as well, you know. Obviously, I said fans have been going there, which is a shock to me why anyone would support this guy. But might as well suit up. At least it'll get some buzz and you'll get the attention you're always craving. So why the hell not? <laughs> okay. 
Let's rock it up. TMCA time. You know, time to hand out the smelly varieties. You know, complimentary regular XL sizes. Yeah. But people whose deeds warrant such. What do I start off with? We'll start off with Chicago sports talk host Shane Reardon for saying he would do do the you know what to somebody's mom is conservative he was getting into a fight with some conservative pundit over the air and he's got suspended for saying yeah I'm gonna you know blank your mom once again people not being able to keep you know out of their own way probably gonna be out of a job because you can't say that about somebody's mom come on dude you're gonna exhale for sure I'm going to give complimentaries to all the jaw defenders out there. Really, folks? I don't think you got a leg to stand on with this, you know, as far as defending him. You know, it's not one thing about the 41-game suspension, but people who are doubling down saying that this young man's uh, rights are being violated and that we're overreacting about him. Really, people? It's called 231 million reasons that say otherwise. You all get complimentaries. Um, I'm going to, you know, I was talking about, you know, Brittany G earlier. All the internet trolls, not necessarily about, you know, her previous stance, not standing for the flag. That's one thing. But all the other, you know, you, you know, you know what I'm talking about. I don't even have to say. Come on, folks, be better in this day and age. No need for that, you know. She's back playing in the WBA, NBA. Let it go at that. Complimentaries go around. I'm going to give, this is just an XL, and this just goes all around to all these dumbass teachers. Once again, the bad behavior narrative. Saw another, you know, decent-looking teacher you know, about to go to jail because she was getting her freak on with a, with a 15-year-old student. Why are you throwing your career and livelihoods away? Not to mention there are plenty of able men who are of legal age who definitely spend some time with you. Want to get your freak on? I don't understand what, why you would put yourself, your family, through so much shame and humiliation for for what? And you know nobody can keep their mouth shut. Nobody can keep their phone in their pocket. It's going to get out. So why do it? As I say, these people never learn, do they? Okay. I'm going to give complimentaries to all those Dodger fans out there. If you saw the clip, think of they were in the octagon. You know, just being as a Dodger fan, there's no way in the hell I would want to bring my family to a Dodger game if this is the kind of shenanigans that continue to go on. You know, what the, I know the pavilion has its own, you know, lore to it, but come on, people. We're showing up into a baseball game just so we can end up in the hospital with a broken jaw. Come on, people. Be better. Okay. I'm going to give an XL to LeBron. We're taking too many threes, man. You know, it's simple. you're hitting them tonight, but God, at one point you were like one of 21 in the fourth quarter in the playoffs. You think at some point you might want to just take it to the rim where nobody can stop you? Oh, well, wait, you're just out of gas. And you and basically taking these threes are pretty much, you know, a thousand percent proof. 
that yeah, that piano was on your back in Father Time is, you know, he's got the tip jar playing Sinatra. Okay. Lastly, I'm going to give an XL to whoever signed off on the White Man Can Jump remake. Really? I didn't think the first one was that good to begin with, and you're going to feel the need to have a remake? Wow. There's got to be people out there with scripts that have got, you know, some ideas as opposed to reheating that rotten burrito. All right, folks. We are late getting this out. Hopefully we'll get, you know, number 160 or 159, whatever it is, coming up out sooner. Do something special for the finale. Probably get a guest on and, you know, maybe double it up here. I'm not sure yet. Tell your friends to tune into the podcast. Apologies for getting late. Thanks for putting up with us and all the shenanigans that went with this one. Enjoy your adult beverages. Have a safe and sane week, and we'll see you soon.